Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast. This is Pastor Kelsey Beebe, your lovely host, and I am so grateful as always that you are here. I want to start by saying thank you so much for your grace and your understanding. I'll talk about this a little bit in the intro for our Wednesday interview, but we took a two-week hiatus from putting out interviews into the world. There was just a lot happening with Holy Week and the week following. And so I just want to say thank you for for sticking with us, for being here um, and for your grace and for your understanding when we need to press pause for a moment. So thank you very much. Today, we are diving in to the Gospel of John. So I invite you to take a moment, take a deep breath, center your heart, center your soul, And hear these words from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As God has sent me, so I send you. When Jesus had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who is called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. So the disciples, the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. And Thomas said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, Jesus's disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. I invite you to pray with me. Beloved God, our creator and redeemer and sustainer, help us to hear these words anew. Help us to know that we are welcome just as you are, and fill us with that peace that Jesus offers his disciples. Open our hearts, open our minds, and fill our well today. And we pray this in your name. Amen. 
So if you have been listening to this podcast for really any length of time, you have probably heard me say something along the lines of no matter what you have said or done, you are forgiven and loved. I say this every Sunday in church after we pray a prayer of confession. I offer these words saying, no matter what you've done, no matter what you have said, nothing can ever separate you from God's love. You are forgiven no matter what. You are welcome here. And I believe this deeply at my core. And for me, there's no other story in the Bible that better demonstrates this than this particular story with Thomas and Jesus and the disciples. First of all, it it demonstrates that there is nothing that can separate us from God. Right. Jesus's disciples are hiding. They've got the doors locked and shut. And John is very particular when he talks about this, that the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked out of fear. And Jesus shows up anyway. And I think if we have learned anything in this past year of being quarantined and kind of siphoned off from each other behind closed doors, we have learned that God can reach us wherever we are. That just because our doors are locked doesn't mean we're closed off to God. That God is there and present with us. Jesus comes and says, peace be with you. Nothing, as I said, can separate us from God's love in these moments. But not only that, it's this notion, too, that that no matter who we are, no matter what we've said or done, no matter what doubts or questions we have, we are welcome and loved by God. And Thomas demonstrates this so beautifully. Thomas has these doubts. He says, I will not believe that you have seen the Lord until I see for myself, until I experience it. I want to put my finger in the mark of the nails on his hand. I want to touch his side where he was speared. This was really important to Thomas. He wanted to experience it for himself. He wanted to experience the risen Christ. And we can understand why he wants this for himself. I mean, just a week later, Jesus had shown up to the disciples and had shown them his hands and his side. They had already had this opportunity to see for themselves. And here's Thomas wanting to experience it for himself. Maybe he's worried. He's like, I missed the train. Like, am I ever going to get this moment back? Will I be able to experience Jesus risen for myself? And when he has these doubts, there's nothing to shame him for. Jesus, when he comes a week later, does not shame Thomas. In fact, he welcomes Thomas and his questions. He says, here, Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. He's trying to offer encouragement and say, you are welcome here. Let's transform your questions and your doubt into faith. And that's really what the function of doubt is, right? We ask these questions and they help us learn more and they help us strengthen and develop our faith. We cannot have faith without doubt because without doubt, you have certainty and certainty is not faith. Faith requires courage. It's a leap into the mystery, into the unknown. And Jesus knows this and he welcomes this. And when he says this piece about blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe, for me, it connects back to when Jesus says, as God has sent me, so I send you. You will have to go out and share this story. And blessed are those who will come to believe through your testimony, through your telling of what happened. Blessed are those who cannot experience it for themselves, but maybe experience it through your storytelling. And sure enough, what those disciples told 
grew into what we know today and how we have come to know Jesus and his resurrection and his story is through their witness and their testimony. And so how beautiful that Thomas has the courage to ask the questions that we all have, right? We all have these doubts and these questions that rise up. And think about what Thomas has experienced in the previous week of his life or two weeks of his life. He has given up everything, him and all the other disciples. They left their livelihoods, their families, everything they knew and loved. They left all those things to follow Jesus. This was their life for three years. And then their teacher and leader gets hung on a cross, which is the Roman form of capital punishment. And they're afraid. They're terrified. They're traumatized. They're wondering what's happening to us. What will happen if, if we are out in the public? Will the same thing happen? Will the same fate await us? And so Thomas is, is traumatized here. And so we can have compassion on him because we know when we have had our lives turned upside down, we ask questions too. Where is God? How could God let this happen? Why did this happen? We also have these doubts and these questions rise up within us. And there's no shame in that. Jesus welcomes those questions. If we think about the history of our faith, connecting all the way back, the name that is given to Jacob is Israel, which means wrestles with God. So your questions and your wrestling, the wrestling that Thomas is doing here, it is all a part of our tradition of faith because it is our doubts and our questions that help our doubts transform into a stronger faith. Thomas is the first one who shouts out, my Lord and my God. This is his testimony. He has been transformed in this moment. And how powerful is that, that he is received by Christ with all of his doubts and his questions and affirmed in that, and then is sent out to be the peace of Christ to others. The other piece of this story that I love is that it, it is so important for Thomas to see and touch the wounds of Christ. It's important for him to know that his savior knows grief and pain, that he is still scarred, that Jesus is somehow wounded and yet still redeemed. And this is good news for us because we all carry scars and wounds. We have this notion in our minds, maybe not all of us, but I know I have had this notion in my mind that resurrection happens in a perfect body. That when I get to heaven, my nose won't be so crooked. Uh, we'll all, you know, have these perfect bodies. We won't have our ailments. And maybe that's true. Maybe there is some, some healing that happens on the other side. But the fact that Jesus has his wounds when he is resurrected is powerful. We have these pictures that have been created, these depictions of the resurrection where Jesus has like six pack abs and super buff arms. And, and that's not, it's not the rea reality. Jesus here, he has gone to hell and back. He has been through it all. I'm sure he is run ragged. I know what it's like to have to come back from like a bad flu and how long it takes me to regain my strength. I can't even imagine how long it would take Jesus to gain his strength back after being raised from the dead. Jesus 
even in the resurrection, still has the scars and the wounds and these imperfections, these marks of his life. And that's important. It's important that he is resurrected with those things, that he is broken and yet still redeemed, wounded and yet still resurrected. Because what if what God is up to is so much more than just perfecting our bodies? What if what God is up to is healing this notion that there is something such as perfection? Perhaps what's wrong with us now, the sin of society is that there's stigmatizing of certain body types or different abilities or a society that says you need to be perfect, whatever perfect might be. Perhaps what's happening here is God and Jesus affirming that you are beloved exactly as you are, that you are welcome in your body. And perhaps when we come into God's kingdom, we come into a place where your crooked nose is celebrated, where your body as it is, is celebrated, where you are welcome exactly as you are. That you can be wounded and welcome here. That you can be imperfect, yet perfect and loved. Most churches say all are welcome here. But I know for a lot of you listening, you have not felt that the church is the place where you are welcome. Or church is not the place where you can come with your full self, where you feel like you have to check your baggage at the door, where you feel like you cannot be open and vulnerable, where you cannot name your doubts and your worries and your fears. I had a friend who told me once that they felt like they weren't allowed to be angry with God, that they couldn't be angry with God. But I'm here to say that all of that is welcome in God's kingdom, that church should be a place where you can bring all of your baggage, where you can bring all of who you are, where you can bring all of your doubt and your anger and your mistakes, everything in your past, you can bring all of that with you. You can be broken and yet still whole. You can be wounded and redeemed. You can be imperfect and yet still enough. You can be a hot mess and still be beloved where you are welcome exactly as you are in that moment, no matter where you are in your journey of faith, you are welcome. You are a part of the body of Christ, no matter who has told you otherwise. You are beloved. You do not have to be perfect. You do not have to have all the answers. Jesus says through this story, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And let that transform you. Let this knowing that even our Christ, our risen Christ, was wounded in his redemption. Let that bring you comfort and know that you, no matter how wounded you may feel in your heart, in your soul, in your body, that you are redeemed and loved always, always, always. Peace be with you, my friends. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.